Thanks for joining us here on Facebook, WLJN Facebook page. With me again, as you heard on our radio station, we are with uh, Marsha Baugh, who is with the, the Way Home Uganda organization. And uh, there's a lot to talk about, Marsha. So uh, let's get back to where we were when we were on the air and talk a little bit about your stateside experience uh, prior to you making your way over to Africa, especially when it comes to the adoption of these uh, little ones with you. Well, we had adopted, while we were in Uganda teaching the Bible, we had adopted one Ugandan orphan that God impressed upon us was what he wanted us to do after we kind of stiff-armed that idea for about nine months. That because that wasn't what we came to do. We came to teach the Bible, not to adopt. Um, and then when we came after finishing that pro- that part of the project where we left our teaching to a Ugandan national, we came back to the United States and thought we could just pick up on life, and but we couldn't because we were very changed people by that. Things were that used to be important weren't important anymore. And um, we got ready to go back over and do work with orphans in Africa. And at the same time, um, as we were getting ready to go, just three days out, and we had sold everything again and were ready to go, we got a call that our daughter, our oldest daughter, was not able to parent. And we had two grandsons that needed to be cared for so we took them in as foster parents and we ended up adopting them so then we had six kids in our family instead of three my goodness what were you thinking during that time well i thought god had a really strange sense of humor when i had um when i was experiencing hot flashes and terrible twos at the same time (laughs) in my in my 50s (laughs) with young children um but I knew he had a purpose in it. And my whole salvation verse is Ephesians 2.10, where it talks about God creating a purpose for us in our lives before we were ever born. Mm-hmm. And that was so appealing to me because I just needed purpose in my life. And so that's when I started studying and applying scripture. And this idea of um, God doing, having this thing, these things happen in our life for his purposes was what drove us to see what we were supposed to do with what he'd put into our lives at that point. And um, so we went with this concept, went back over after fostering and adopting our two grandchildren. Um, So we went over with three boys in 2010 with the concept of let's try to help these grandmothers who are also raising their orphan grandchildren just like us and see if we can support them on the front side before they're in such a destitute condition they either don't survive or their kids are dispersed and just fending for their lives. Wow. Wow. You can't describe it any more other than it was the unction of God within you that's that's prompting you. Um, it seems that all we need to be is sensitive to the Spirit, right? When you feel like something is pulling you to do something that you're not intending to do, you need to be obedient to that. So what is the price of obedience for you? How do you describe that in your life? 
you know, when we left, um, what, as you said, Pete, what, what many people would call a great life. My husband was an attorney. He was a practicing uh, managing partner of a 15-member firm. We lived in a very nice house. Everything seemed to be going along great. But I was asking the Lord, what is the purpose of all this? Like, there must be some ultimate purpose in this. And that kind of thinking and studying God's Word is what led us on the path that we went and eventually were asked to go teach. That wasn't us asking them to ask us to teach. It was them coming to us without any knowledge of our yearning for something greater than what we had. Even though you know it was kind of a God thing, I'm sure you knew right away that this was something God was asking you to do. So was it difficult for you? It was super difficult. <laughs> it was super difficult to to leave what family we had here and and to just pack up everything. Not really. It was a little bit of an Abrahamic thing <laughs> where you just knew you were supposed to do it. But you didn't know what it looked like. And even raising funds to to get support to go over there, we didn't really know all the answers. And so many people, and, and that was kind of confirmation because people supported us. They had supported us before when we went to uh, over for BSF. And so a lot of them were just like, I know whatever you're going to do is what God's asking you to do and you're being obedient to do it. And it was also very interesting, um, Russ leaving a very mature practice of law. So many lawyers, friends of his, um, asked us, how did you do it? They, I mean, it was because they we had such purpose in it. It was so much more purposeful than anything else we'd ever done in our life. I find that fascinating because of God's power drawing you. It helps you not only see the things you're leaving behind, but pours light on your purpose right now. And so the question I have is, what was the kind of experience that you had? What is the song, the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace? It it was um, it was all that we needed to just move forward in the the, I think the hardest thing early on was to keep asking God where he wanted us to move and which direction he wanted us to move because we had ideas at that point. We were like, oh, I know we can do this or we can do that. So it started out with just uh, um, in, Russ and I going out and interviewing 20 grannies through um, – In Uganda. In Uganda, through local um, – referrals from pastors we wanted it to keep within the local church and that's how we started with 20 grannies and and our um pastors that were working with us at the way home we wanted it to be all ugandan we didn't want Mm -hmm. to be the white face in it and and we wanted it to be something that um we knew because we'd lived there long enough that there's a dependency syndrome in Uganda, where they look to the white man or to the people from the West to come over and sponsor them and, you know, just to make their life comfortable comfortable and to send their kids to school. Mm -hmm. It was, 
we found it similar to the kind of thing that happens when you go on unemployment. You become dependent on that, and then you lose your motivation, and you become dependent on that person. And we wanted them to be be dependent on God himself, who was supplying for all their needs. And so we kind of go against the grain in our ministry um, because we are not a sponsorship ministry. We're a discipleship ministry. I love the story of how God prompted you to do this and that you were obedient to it, even amidst all the things that you could have been comfortable with right here. You were willing to give that up to do this, which means that there's a huge amount of credibility in what you do, at least in the eyes of those who know God, because you were obedient to it. And I think that's why you're seeing people come to you and say, I want to be a sponsor. But there's more people that can come and sponsor these houses for grannies who watch over these children in Uganda. That's the focus right now. We're asking people right now, are you willing to set aside money right now? Because like you said before, orphans are very special to God. And what a better thing to invest in, in the lives of these people and these children who have nothing, you know? How can people get involved with The Way Home in Uganda? Well, I will, I'll give you, I'll make a link available where they can go right. Sure. Our, our, our ministry called The Way Home is actually, our 501c3 ministry umbrella is called Every Child Ministries. So you get a tax, it's all tax deductible, um, goes through them. They can click on that link and give direct thewayhomeafrica.com. Okay, I I highly encourage people to look into that because I've been to Uganda before. I've seen what you've seen. And it's a place of poverty everywhere. Not only of just poverty, but of war and tribal difficulties and things like that. I mean, I remember chickens and dogs and garbage in the streets. And you literally have to watch every corner just to get through without being attacked or assaulted. But that's the life of people who live over there and they need help. And But what, what's most important is that they need Jesus, and this organization gives that opportunity for that. So thewayhomeforafrica.com is the website, which I consider to be a portal to be used of God right there. There's such purpose in it, and you, what you do is you stabilize a family that had very little means of being able to make it. Yeah. We teach them farming God's way, which g- gets their... Um, they can get up to 10 times. It's all Bible-based, and they can get up to 10 times of the crops that they could get with normal. And we teach them the Bible. We have pastors that go to them and teach them in little granny groups, and they, they learn the gospel. They learn the way home. Wow. Marsha Baugh, thank you so much for joining us today, and may God bless you. And I don't want this to be the only interview with you, that's for sure, because this is close to my heart. I've been over there, I know. And I want you to come back and give us updates about the way home Uganda. And uh, so thank you for joining me today. God bless you. And I look forward to have you with me in the near future. 